Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Orla, we were talking about services uh, earlier in the week, school services, school places, for kids. And then, Orla, you wrote an email uh, to uh, Michael's team. When was the last time he got proper physio? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Um, The last time Michael got an actual physiotherapy session and not an assessment was five years ago. What? Yep. Yep, five years since Michael has been... Got, has gotten a physiotherapy session and in that time how many times have the TDs and ministers took a pay rise that could fund my son's physiotherapy and other children's all around the country Explain for listeners what Michael's condition is it's spina bifida isn't it? No, Michael has L1 cam syndrome which is hydrocephalus Okay um, it's a rare genetic condition. It presents itself as hydrocephalus and epilepsy. Or sorry, epilepsy, and he's developmentally delayed. Okay, okay. So he needs he needs complex therapies. One of them being physio to help him do normal movement that the rest of us take for granted. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like f- four years ago, Michael was able to walk with support. He was able to use a walker. He was able to do tons of sit-ups. He was able to sit to stand tons of times like throughout the day and like in a physiotherapy session. And he's not able to do any of that anymore. And he's in constant pain on a daily basis in the mornings. What age is he now? He's nine, PJ. So he last got, a, he actually last had a physiotherapist actually work with him when he was four. Yeah. Now, in saying that, he has had private physiotherapy, yeah. but money doesn't grow in trees. And like, how much is a, I've pri- actually how much is a private them. session? Yeah. It can cost anything from sixty to one hundred euro per session okay. for forty-five minutes to a half an hour. Now, in fairness, I have booked him in for intense private physio in Barefoot on the Model Farm Rose, um, on midterm break. That's not going to be enough. He would need constant physio. And at the end of the, the the week-long therapy, I am hoping to be able to continue going to the Model Farm Road and continue with our private physiotherapist that comes out to the house. Yeah. But I shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. The, the services should be there. Yeah. It's like... 
oh, it's ridiculous. Like, and like he was in a lot of pain there recently, and we actually ordered a pressure relieving mattress to our to our public health nurse, and Michael actually got COVID, and the the guy actually still delivered it out because of the amount of pain that Michael was in. Like, it's it's just it's not fair on the kids. It's not fair on the parents. The government needs to set up. I am not blaming the service provider. I am blaming government. This is coming from like a parent who is absolutely sick, sick to death of fighting for every single thing that her child needs, and like. It shouldn't have to happen. Like, yeah, there are parents out there who are struggling to look after their children as a single parent. I'm lucky that we're able, kind of able to afford um, book and private physio, but that's not the case for every family. Yes, it's not. It's not. And like you say, he's had assessments, which means that the system is aware he needs something. Yeah, like he had surgery there. He had hip relief surgery there in the South Infirmary in September. There was no follow up physiotherapy afterwards. He had been get he has been getting his splints, his ankle mm. night orthotics, and his leg splints for night time as well. But he grows out of them pretty quickly. They become unusable, mm. um, and I'm actually waiting until his newest ankle orthotics actually mm. go to. Small, sure, sure. so I can He's get. Nine. He grows noise. like the grass, for God's sake. PJ, I actually stood him up last night. No, he didn't stand up properly. He's actually up to my chest, <sighs> and I'm not tall. <laughs> like he is going to be a tank. Yeah. He is going to be so tall. Like his father is six one. Like I'm just like he needs the physio. He's growing like a weed currently at the moment, and like it's just not there. And when you talk and it to needs the people, to be when, you, when you talk to the people providing the service, what do they say? Two years. <sighs> Two years for a physiotherapy session. And then he won't get one the following week. It will be another couple of months before he gets one. He, Michael needs constant physiotherapy on a weekly basis. Yeah. Now he was like when he was in early intervention, and don't get me started on the whole new system in the community it's not working it never has we weren't we weren't you're one of many to say that you're one of many to say that they never they never ask the people that actually have to use it like yeah yeah and like i was listening to your show earlier on they don't ask the people on the front line either how they can help that likewise they don't ask the parents like it's absolutely ridiculous like and (laughs) i'm just tired i'm physically and mentally tired from having to organise everything and fund it myself. And, like, I am not going to fundraise again for my child. Like, I I just can't put my heart into it. He just needs the physiotherapy from his team that know him, that I don't need to keep on dragging paperwork to different people. And that know he needs it and how much he needs it. Yeah, like, I'm just, like... I'm actually disgusted that there was no follow-up after his surgery of physiotherapy. It was just assessments afterwards. Like, <laughs> follow-up plans need to happen to to prevent deterioration again. Yeah. Like, I just want, like, I would love to see Michael being able to do the things he was able to do four years ago. But what I truly want is for him to be in less pain. 
Yeah. Because without the physio, his little muscles are all tightening up and, and he can't. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's just, it's not fair on him. Yeah. I remember. He's crying every morning when I wake him up. Like, or like, we're actually at the bottom of the barrel now. That's enough. And that, that, that's just to hear you say that. And we've talked many times and you're tough as, you're tough as nails, but you feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel. And that gorgeous little boy of yours. When Orla was talking to us about Michael, and uh, Michael has complex needs, a grand little lad, lovely fella, haven't seen him in a couple of years, but lovely little lad, he, he dreams of being a guard one day, and he's one of these little blue heroes, he's had his uniform, his little hat, and he's a, he's a lovely lad, and, and, and Orla is one of these parents, she'd go to the ends of the earth for her little boy, wouldn't any, but a lovely, lovely kid, and, and he, all he has is pain, because... He hasn't had a proper physio appointment in the public sector for for five years. And the family, they do their best to get him some private treatment, but you know yourself, it's expensive and not everybody can can do that. Um, uh, now, Amanda, uh, Amanda, you, you work with other parents in, in that situation. You're a, an advocate for the Spina Bifida and Hydrocephalus Pediatric Advocacy Group. Um, and, I am PJ, thanks very much for having us on Happy to do so And and you come across cases like Michael Every single day Yeah, I come across too many cases Like Michael's every single day In relation to children with spina bifida And hydrocephalus And I suppose the first thing to say Is that no parent wants to air Their child's medical details in the public um, But these parents And these children are very much out of time We've 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 explained their conditions and they're deteriorating and the fact that because they are born with conditions such as spina bifida and hydrocephalus they deteriorate at a much quicker rate than their atypical peers and they we have children that have become inoperable because of the long delays in access and care and they're facing amputation becoming inoperable in relation to urology care, they're facing dialysis, renal failure, and it's just it's in it's inadequate and it's not acceptable. Yeah. Why why do why are they seemingly left on the scrap heap? Um I think there's a major misconception in relation to what these fa- what these children these children's capabilities in life, to be honest. Um we, Connor Green spoke out on the 5th of November in on the Health Oroctus Forum and he stated publicly how mature, intelligent these children are and how much they have to give society, but that they urgently need access to timely medical care. Um, he was talking in relation to orthopaedics. I think the entire country is aware of exactly what's facing orthopaedics. They've they. It's all over the media right now. Uh, our children have been all over the media, and yeah. uh, but it's not just orthopedic care. It's urology care. It's it's local services, as Orla highlighted. It's just it's it's not good enough anymore. It's not. I was know, watching a little girl on the news the other night, and it broke my heart. This these special shoes that she needs. She needs a new pair. Uh, and and yeah, she Ava. Can't even, yeah, yeah. What an awful yeah. that poor little kid. It, 
Ava is one of our kids and Ava is one of the children that we're trying to we're trying very very hard to advocate for and what a fantastic child and her mum is fantastic as well but you'd want to have a heart of stone for that to not have broken your heart the other night Um, like the absolute minimum standard of care for children with spina bifida is to be seen by consultants so in the neuro in the disability sector so that's orthopaedic neurology neurosurgical urology and ophthalmology once a year none of the spina bifida kids are getting seen once a year they're getting seen at a minimum every two years and more likely every three years yeah yeah and it's just it's just not good enough and as Rola was saying nobody the, the little orthotics that the kids need like by the time Michael gets the new set he's already outgrown them because she's grown like the grass yeah, it's just there's a huge there's a huge problem in say timely overturn in relation to support and support wear and that's why I suppose um Kappa Kids if they could receive the funding they've looked for five point one funding five point one million in funding for their expansion plan uh, and that would see them able to increase uh, orthopedic services there by over four hundred percent to address the waiting lists and. It's not included in the draft plan that was seen in December. What brought you into this work, Amanda? Uh, My son. I have a son with spina bifida and hydrocephalus. Uh, TJ is 17. And he is bright and bubbly and independent. And he's a full-time wheelchair user, but he is very, very capable and has a lot to give this country. And that's what brought me into it. I became acutely aware about eight or nine years ago about the, in relation to the client to the decline of services my son lives with an operable scoliosis so i became complete uh, i became aware and through talking to other families we became aware that things were rapidly declining 10 12 years ago we were in a much better position it was much easier to access the care for these children it used to be that the sickest children the most complex children were seen in a timely manner because it was understood that they deteriorated faster. That's not the case anymore. That's not the case for um, the majority of our families. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, a lad like TJ, did you, that, that was his name, like he just wants to, he just wants to be the, the best that he can be and contribute in the best way that he can. Oh, my son TJ is in mainstream school. He's, he's like I said, he's 17. He goes swimming, he does CrossFit, he is, he's a normal child who, because he was born with a disability, can't access services in this country in a timely manner. And it's disgraceful. And like, we're all acutely aware that the COVID pandemic has occurred and that the cyber attack has occurred. And we acknowledge the impact that that's had on, on the administrating of, of substandard, what we would deem as already substandard level of care yeah. to our children prior to this. But in, 20, in 2014, there was a, Temple Street Hospital published a report that said children, uh, the care of children with spina bifida was grossly underfunded, understaffed and failing children with spina bifida in this state. Yeah. I mean, that's 2014. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a buddy who had a spina bifida um, as a kid and uh, we've talked about the, the services over the years. His was mild enough, but, but at the same time, you know. Um, and they all have, Michael has, TJ has, they all have their, their dreams like any child, like Michael, Michael would love to be a guard, you know, some of them want to be scientists, some of them, what reasons best known for themselves, want to be journalists, they don't want to be known as the lad in the wheelchair who's always in pain. 
No, and like we're very lucky. TJ's never been like he's got good friends. He's got a wide circle. He goes to normal school. And I think then this generation, his generation, are much better at seeing past the the wheelchair, and he's included, and he goes about his normal life. Yeah. But where he struggles is where is to gain access, and that yeah. is hampering my child's ability and his ability to become independent and to live his best life. Like these children are missing out on activities they're missing out on birthday parties sports days days in school trips away because they're living their lives on waiting list and it's not acceptable anymore yeah. and like people listening will think oh go fund me or go abroad or go privately that it's spina bifida and hydrocephalus are lifelong condition access yeah. and private health care or going abroad is not the solution they need to be seen by the wonderful teams like we do not put the blame on the doctors and the nurses and the specialists who are in these services slogging away way doing their best the system is broken and it they're massively underfunded and under-resourced and it's just not fair it's not fair to the staff working in these situations and it's not fair to these children and their families yeah i mean i've spoken to staff now obviously they can't you know they can't identify themselves on the air for all sorts of reasons but i've spoken off the air to staff and they've i've i've, I've listened to them cry about having to let some little lad go early or not be able to see him because they're just they're just swamped it's just mad. it's it's disgraceful it's it's disgraceful i can't imagine what it's like day in day out for these nurses and doctors to have to face these families and say i know you were promised a surgery but unfortunately we've just lost your bed do you know they, they can't keep addressing these situations and that's happening up and down the country like I can't like they can't keep addressing these issues in acute in acute sentence only there needs to be this needs to be addressed in what would be deemed elective sentence such as Kappa because elective sentence such as Kappa hospital do not take in they don't have an emergency department so it's not going to be rescheduled because of an emergency and we absolutely acknowledge the need for emergency care but these children need to be dealt with in a tiny manner that's the only thing it's fair it's cruel to allow these children to sit on waiting lists okay. it's cruel to for them to be sitting in hospital beds uh, fasting thinking finally we're getting there and then for it to be whipped out from underneath them it's it's just it's not fair it's it's crucial that these are dealt with and dealt with in a timely manner all right listen good to talk to you amanda santry co-lead advocate for the spina bifida and hydrocephalus pediatric advocacy group but she's also mum to tj and that's why she got into this in the first place and of course listening to orla Talking about Michael also before that. Quartz 96 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 